Oh, okay, guys. So here's something interesting. You know how the election is upcoming and the parties are like uh, doing their promises and their documents. I was looking at such documents and one of the parties want to put like mandatory coding classes in middle schools, like the uh, transition between elementary and middle school. And that was interesting to me because like, how did we come to a point where that is seen as a need to the point where you would put that in a like election document as a promise? Isn't that weird? It is weird. Obviously, I can talk all day about how uh, they are going to be able to put computers in every school and do actual things or how ridiculous it would be to teach coding on paper. But <laughs> those aside, <laughs> even if we assume that will work somehow, I still have questions. I actually had a class about computers in my elementary school. And it was more about how to use Word and PowerPoint and Word art. When was this around like 2000s, I assume? I mean, obviously you want me to show how old I am. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... And the answer is yes, it was about 2000s. Yeah, because it was for me too, it was the first time the computers were kind of introduced into general public, right? Yeah. I mean, I remember we had uh, Windows XP in the classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. so you can date it like that. That would be the way to. I mean, we didn't have a home computer when I was taking a computer class in elementary school, mm. and they didn't have people proficient in computer teaching. Like they didn't have a teacher for that, so it would be the homeroom teacher who knew about computers as much as you did if you had yeah. a computer at home. I was so lucky. So <laughs> that was so funny. But yeah, we 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 had like we had like XP computers. We quote unquote learned how to use Word, which is they taught us how to open Word and then close Word and how to save documents and change oh. it, make WordPress. I remember that with colorful hmm. fonts and oh, graphics. I, no. <laughs> you are saying WordPress, but what you mean is Word Art? WordPress uh, is yes. you use for website building. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yes, Word Art. They didn't even teach us Word Art. Oh, we did website building too. I remember now. We learned HTML. Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, we did website building too, but with two caveats. One, we used Publisher, Microsoft <laughs> Publisher. And two, it wasn't a class. It was our, me and few of my friends hijacking the computer laboratory in breaks and doing it on our own. (laughs) Because like, Uh, I I was like, what the hell you were ongoing? I mean, Microsoft had this thing called publishers. No, I know that. We we, we did brochures. I I don't even think publishers a thing now, right? It's not. I was so sad when it was gone because like they taught us how to make brochures in um publisher but when i was in high school i want when i wanted to make a brochure it wasn't around anymore <laughs> it was it was dead it was buried I mean, yeah that's what it that's was... what publisher is that's it's dead it was very good and it's dead yeah right next to skype in the microsoft grave for me it kind of like makes sense a little bit to i mean i'm not sure if it should be mandatory but idea of each public school having a 
um, computer laboratory where people can actually enter the laboratory and use the computer and con- learn like coding from actual teachers who know codes and how to code and kind of know how to teach coding to kids. Like that's, um, that's in theory sounds great because not everybody can access these uh, information. I guess even though everything is still on internet, it's still not really common, I would say. Especially, yeah, like when you're learning writing, when you're learning math, it's not the priority to learn coding in the education system, I would say. Well, there is that, but there is also like, we're talking about like a kid who is around middle school, elementary school age. They're not going to know how to judge how valuable it is to learn this. True. Yeah. When it's, especially when it's mandatory and it's just the jump, like the jump within the last like decade is just so weird to me because like I was in a STEM course and we had like first year mandatory coding class in university but that was it we learned basic c functions you passed the class you were done and you did not have to take any uh, other like it is uh, the, coding it is the class that is a it's a very important class it is the class that uh, have taught the world a concept called binary ink while coding yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> yes Yes, I mean, but like you didn't have to, at, like in my, I was in the industrial engineering program and I didn't have to take any other specific coding, learning to code classes apart from like that class. Mm-hmm. So it is just weird to me that that was like 10 years ago. Oh my God, I'm old. Uh, <laughs> that was 10 years ago. <laughs> and now people are saying coding classes in like, middle school elementary school like what has the word come to there's they have really big you know um claims when they say everybody should learn coding i mean okay yeah that's what i'm like i'm not saying this is going to happen 100 even if they mm. win because like this is an election promise yeah like and it's not even just in turkey but it is interesting that that is the mindset that this is a promise that can be made. No, I was just saying, I remember it's not just like a Turkey thing. Like I remember Barack Obama was like out and like, we need to teach coding to kids, but especially girls. Like there was these kind of like propaganda conversations and inviting smart girls who knows coding and they're eight years old to white palace wait how do you say that no not palace house House. so i i do like it's always been a big promise that it's the future you know it's the new language that everybody should learn spanish no you need to learn coding but nobody refers to which coding language so there's always this like but which one I don't know. I mean, uh, there's a certain um, point to it. First of all, let me tell you, Elif, mm. this is actually not a new thing. This is uh, as long as there had been computers, there were politicians saying we should teach kids how to use computers and we should teach kids how to do coding. But before uh, try before trying to understand the validity of uh, wanting this, that whether society would benefit, I want to make a very um, oh, no. Quick point. Is the, is the secret answer child labor? No, no, no. Something completely else. 
did you know that um, elementary school students can't vote? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So with that in mind, with that in uh. mind, let me ask you this question. When a politician says, uh, we, I want to teach elementary school children how to do coding, who do you think they are trying to appeal to? The they families. Oh, no. Yes. I, In fact. Uh, really? No, you are wrong. I know what you are going to say. You are going to say tech companies want cheap labor. Yes. Yeah, that, that, that. <laughs> I, that, that was my guess. That, that may indeed be true. But uh, tech companies, in fact, are a very small percentage of the voting base. Who they are appealing to is actually families. And I'm going to argue what the families think is. I, as the family, am living in a middle class life. I want my children to have a better life than I have right Social now. Social mobility. Mm-hmm. And I don't know coding. The the person in the Midwestern Ohio is thinking. <laughs> I don't know coding. And it looks like people who do coding earn a lot of money. So if my child learns how to code, they are thinking, mm-hmm. then they will be able to have a lot of money as well. So what the politicians essentially saying when they are saying, I will teach kids how to code this. Dear parents, I am going to make sure that your children are going to have a better income expectancy than you do <laughs> by teaching them something that you don't know and that you heard somewhere creates jobs that pay well. Of course, obviously, okay. if everybody knows coding, that won't be the case. But uh, the promise isn't about information of coding. The promise is about a better living standard, okay. yeah. which yeah. politician is tricking the parents into believing that will come as a result of knowing how to code. And I think it's, you're right, it's so directly, I would assume for the middle class, right? Like, it's kind of targeting that kind of um, population who know what it means mm-hmm. to code. And like, they they have that slight network around them, saw that people who knew in IT or technology, whatever, um earned a little bit more for the things they do. Whereas for a more, let's say, agriculture poorer class, it wouldn't be the case, I would assume, because it's the environment that they're living in. I'm right now thinking a village next to a rural area who are heavily invested in agriculture. They're like, they are not saying, I'm going to put a mandatory agriculture engineering class into elementary school. You know, <laughs> which could be even more <laughs> beneficial in the long term for Turkey's end, um, because you know we are ag- technically agriculture country, but no, it's the coding, the feature. <laughs> so it's not localized at all. First of all, we aren't an agricultural country. Our uh, economy is fifty percent service based. Mm. So that's actually like like most of the European countries, we are a service-based economy at this point. That was the case earlier in the... Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. like when we were learning about Turkey. First part of 20th century, we were yeah. an uh, agriculture-focused economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't even think there is such a country in the world, by the way. I don't think there is a country that has a um, majority agriculture-based economy in the world. I don't think such a country exists at this technology level. Mm. Uh, but that, sure. aside, mm. um, that aside, let me also make this point. Whenever a politician comes out and says we the children should learn how to code, I always think the same thing. 
this person doesn't understand what coding is. <laughs> like, I don't want to Barack Obama. Obviously, he his career is, has gone better than mine. Um, <laughs> although oh. he had a head start of few years in front of me. Like, maybe in his age, I will be even... <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I can never be the first black president of anywhere, but like, oh, I can maybe be. The, I can oh, maybe no. be the first. Different reasons. Yeah, like because I'm not black or American citizens, and you know, non-American <laughs> citizens famously cannot be president. Yeah, and <laughs> but like maybe I would do something else. But like at this point, at least his career is going better than me, so I'm not gonna disagree. <laughs> okay, anyway, but. Since we established that. <laughs> he is a lawyer. Uh, he was a lawyer before going into politics. Yeah. And like similarly, our guy was a um, manager in an insurance company. Government run insurance company. Which one? The insurance company. The government run one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, who was that? Uh, the, the person who promised the elementary school for this yeah. election okay. cycle in Turkey. And the other one was, I think, a fabric seller, like fabric trader. Vendor. Um, no, no, no. He was, he brought it to, like, he did the logistic part to vendors, just hmm. persons. But that doesn't matter. <laughs> Those people aren't coders. Like, I mean, yeah. maybe they used an Excel table in their life a few times, but they haven't, I... one, like, done a proper uh, serious coding. Or they, I mean, when I say serious coding, what I really mean is... Professional coding, like yeah, earning yeah. your living out of coding, like being a developer, like Hick, hacker voice. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> being in a job uh, that people pay you in order you to come in every day and write codes is okay. what I'm saying. Yeah, like maybe you are the business owner, so it's like, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say if your job is entering data and you wrote. A small computer program that makes it easier. That's not a coding job. That's a job no, that you can do no. by getting help from coding. But like they wouldn't have worked in such a job. So they don't really understand what coding does to a person. Yeah. <laughs> And what coding does to a person is they, it turns you into me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually this has nothing to do with the main topic. But let me quickly tell. When I was working as an engineer. And obviously what I did was coding mostly. Uh, there was this person, a visitor to the company, and I came out from where I was sitting, and I am slightly weighted. And he looked at me and he said, oh my God, I thought this person only existed in movies. He was talking about me. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That I was this computer hacker type of person. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. But, oh, yeah, man. coding turns, converts, takes a very healthy person like Elif and converts you into me. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Oh my But, god. No. Uh, I think Izal, you had uh, coding classes while you were in elementary school, so maybe you should. Yeah, yeah. Your your classes sound much more informative than any. Like you experienced yourself, like you know, you were the kid who needed the coding class, and you got it. And how was your life? <laughs> Are you earning more? <laughs> Are you? Uh... <laughs> Did you have an upwards mobility in your class? <laughs> we are, we are, we are really leaning into Izzel is the youngest angle here, huh? Uh, well, I had computer classes uh, from fifth grade or fourth grade. Ah, oh, fourth grade. 
fourth grade to um, seventh grade, uh, we had an actual computer teacher uh, during most of the time until seventh grade. Uh, in the seventh grade, uh, the uh, PE teacher was coming to computer classes. Definitely <laughs> knows about coding. Uh, you have uh-huh. to code your muscles first. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That year was like it was a flop. Like uh, we only did uh, it was like empty class. Not <laughs> <laughs> womp. There was no lecture kind of class. Like there was only exams, two exams, and it was like uh, the teacher was asking, "What is a mouse? What is a keyboard?" and such. <laughs> In our, in the fourth grade, um, I don't remember why, but two classes came together to get to the computer class. We had an actual computer room, and there was one computer for each two to three students. Oh, mm. and uh, <laughs> first we started with like um, word pro program and we did words powerpoint office programs etc then we had uh, we opened um uh, i don't remember w- what we did with them but we had email accounts but i <laughs> didn't open one for myself that's also another funny story then we then i think it was the fifth grade we in we was introduced we were introduced to Visual Basic. I'm thinking it was Visual Basic because I tried to install it on my home computer too, and I failed. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh no. I might know why. <laughs> But uh, in that uh, in that class, I remember making a program that um, calculates uh, if you were getting. Hmm. I I didn't think I w- I would have explained this in English. Teşekkür takdir belgesi. Can someone help me? Like huh? merit and high merit. Yeah, you would get. Um, the this. exact con- concept is in the university about whether you get three point zero and three point five. You get two different um, documents. It was something like this, and. Honor, not merit. Honor, honor and high honor. All oh, right. Uh, I I made a program that you would input your uh, exam results or um, other points in that class. So you would it would calculate whether you were getting honor or high honor. Uh, then uh, we also did just a tiny bit of uh, HTML. Uh, we made like. Simple websites like it only had a one header and uh, a short text, and we made a little form that looks like the login form, but it did nothing because <laughs> it was only HTML. Oh my and god! It's my university's website in registry time. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and I don't remember if everyone was doing everything in the class, but I. I did those, and we also had textbook. And uh, I remember uh, 
going back at home, I, I would uh, look at the computer textbook and do the exercises on my own too. That was our computer class. It was the most fun class I remember. <laughs> and now, where I am, yes. I do nothing <laughs> with those information. <laughs> Just like I do nothing with the mitosis and myos. I don't remember it in English. No, it's myosis. You are, you are on for I like, I like, I like, I like how we took a pause between I do nothing about <laughs> this information. Yeah, like I do a little bit of help to John Dennis's coding work. Here's the thing. As the person who taught you how to do those things, <laughs> I can uh, wholeheartedly say you started by knowing nothing about programming. So... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if, if you had anything, if you brought anything from elementary school, that's that wasn't evident there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But I also think um, one thing you can ask yourself is: while I was doing research for this episode, I have found that uh, most proponents of teaching young kids how to program often cite that it would teach you things like algorithmic thinking ability. What? So, I'm gonna ask Zal, are you better at algorithmic thinking than your peers? Like, <laughs> if, if you and if came into an algorithm duel, would you win? What the hell is algorithmic um, thinking ability? Like, you know how you sometimes do things and those things result in other things? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Please continue. I mean, I have a better explanation. I'm going to give it later, but Zal. As I said, I remember, I don't remember learning about the words algorithm. Uh, I remember that uh, I asked my cousin what, what is an algorithm and he told me to bring a, bring a glass of water for him. I brought it and he said, uh, tell me the steps you did to bring that glass. That, that's how I learned. <laughs> nice. That, so I can't forget this. And this was l- way later. Mm. You, you are the algorithm, is it? <laughs> the algorithm was inside you all along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, like, seriously, what, what what do they mean by algorithmic thinking ability? Because it just sounds like buzzwords. Uh, I mean, it is buzzwords because what they really mean is procedural thinking, not algorithmic thinking. Um, but let me give a brief tangent uh, about that algorithmic thinking concept. Um, you know, the const- the uh, phrase algorithm actually comes from an Arabic scholar called Al-Khwarizmi, something like that. Mm. Um, I believe so. What he found was essentially he found, I mean, he haven't found obviously because these things were going around, but it was a mathematical procedure. Um, he found a way to write down procedures you would use to compute things. Like, from the ancient Greek times, there is a procedure to find square roots. Um, I, I think it's Greek. It may not be Greek. I might be remembering it wrong, but there is this procedure. Computers use it too in order to compute square roots. Obviously, if you are a mathematics student, what you do is you try to imagine what number could this possibly be the square of, but that's not a procedure. Uh, there's an actual step-by-step uh, computation thing goes on. 
So you can say like, do this step first and then after yep. that step, based on the result of the step, either do this or that. Logic, basically, kind of, right? Like, I mean, logic is like th- those those words have some uh, vague definitions. That that's yeah, what true. creates the problem. But yes, it's a uh, it's a way to convey how to do a procedure step by step. And algorithmic thinking is you look at the problem. Can I just a little little thing? Mm-hmm. You might have seen the video that uh, a guy tries to teach his son what an algorithm is he says uh, he, he asks um, tell me the steps to make a uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> put, Cute. The, put the knife in the peanut butter then the guy puts the okay I'm the handle continue. in the peanut butter rather than the top of yes, it right uh, not the not yes. the knife part but the other parts um, <laughs> but Uh, here's the thing there is a slight difference algorithmic thinking means looking at a problem and figuring out steps to solve the problem like that's algorithmic thinking that you look at a problem and you try to figure out uh, what's the ways you would follow in order to solve the problem okay but so it's actually like it's not like problem solving uh, ability uh, because um, well Actually, this, this is very technical, but let me quickly say this. In mathematics, when you are approaching a problem, there are two approaches you can take. One is called analytical and the other is numerical. Analytical basically means you are applying various methods to uh, find a way to describe the answer using the parameters given in the problem. And numerical means you start with numbers in the problem and you try to find numbers that fit the problem description. Okay. Um, so that's what algorithmic thinking is different to problem solving. Problem solving is finding a solution. Algorithmic thinking is like uh, finding steps that would produce you the answer. Well, does that make sense to you? Well, yeah. what I'm getting from you is this is why they try to teach us logic in middle school. Actually, let me tell you there there is something. Uh, that kind of resembles this concept in the uh, high school curriculum. It's geometry. Geometry is more algorithm-based. Like, you look at a triangle, and you, in your head, you know some procedures that can help you make sense of that triangle. And you try to figure out how to uh, use what is given to you in the triangle and apply the steps that you have. You apply various tools that you have to the triangle. In order to get the answer you want, yeah, and yeah, that's that's what uh, that's how you would teach a kid how to do algorithmic <laughs> thinking by geometry classes, yeah. <laughs> which they took from the took out from the curriculum. Oh yeah, they 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 shut down geometry. They right? There's no geometry class now. Womp yeah, womp. they combined it with mathematics. You I mean, took mathematics one semester and geometry the next. I mean, what what class is useful and what classes can teach to a kid are always contentious. Like yeah, and I mean we are not experts on this. Finally, for instance, you had the class in university. You had the coding class in university. Do you know about algorithmic thinking and problem solving? No, not because of that class. 
I had to take the classroom algorithms later. I mean, to me, it always sounds like, you know, those people who say uh, computer games are very good for your hand-eye coordination. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we will teach kids algorithmic thinking ability with coding classes sounds yeah, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. True. There's something you want to do and there's an excuse. This is an excuse. Uh, I mean, it's so weird, though. Like, I mean, it is so weird in that, like you said, it is the excuse to do it. And it's just so weird because like how fast the technology grows versus how unfortunately slow the power shifts from a generation to generation creates this such like this paradoxical, like even paradoxical relationship where like, like you said, the people who are pushing for these things have no idea how they actually work or what, what they are good for. I mean, I would even go out and say they don't understand what they are. Yes. Yes, I would um, agree with that. I'm going to add some things to this, but Elif, maybe Elif you will ask yeah. the question I'm going to answer. So say. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to ask, like, for example, th- this is for the kids perspective, right? Like we want to give a better future for the kids and the future is the computer and the computer is uh, coding. So people need to know coding. Parents' perspective, I will argue, but yeah, like overall. Um, but what I don't understand is why now, let a sociologist, hmm. like any kind of researcher, needs to know coding. You know, like okay, why social Let science me... needs to know coding? Why designer needs to know coding? Why literature, like degree, like film and education degree. Why, why everyone needs to know coding? <laughs> and I mean, that's the part where I get lost. Okay, like for kids, I can kind of say, you know, you learn a little bit of biology and the coding is a new discipline that's emerging. So like IT in general, like, so that's why we want to give that option for kids to explore when they are young. Cool, whatever. If you can do that, that's amazing. But what I don't understand is I like I already did I'd already selected my passion or whatever path that I want to get in and out of nowhere the market is telling me I need to learn coding because it will give me more money. Um but I don't even know how it I'm going to implement this new skill set let's say that I learned Or I'm not even sure if I learned the right language or the right program or the right skill sets. Because like if it's a language, you can learn to write a poem, but you can also learn to write a manual. You can also learn to write an essay. Like these are all different writing styles. So I assume in general, if it's a language, it also has different complex, like, complex tasking and things that you can do in one coding language mm-hmm. so nothing they, they everything is so vague and it makes me really anxious and i get more lost in it the more i try to understand which one i need to learn um yeah so that's that's the okay. question for you like why <laughs> everybody needs to learn like why now like why adults need to learn coding as well or do they i don't think they do but that's the push okay i have a i have a long mm-hmm. long answer but before i give the long answer maybe you guys also have answers no i i, I was kind of like i was kind, kind of coming from that 
perspective too. So I would like to hear your answer. Um, okay, Izal, do you have any answer for Elif? I don't. Okay, then I'm going to do this long uh, answer. And when I'm doing long answer, I always remember how to do presentations. And in presentations, you know, you should first tell what you are going to say, say the thing, <laughs> and then tell what you have told. <laughs> and let me start by, by answering the question in the heart of it. Why do an adult need to learn about coding? The answer is he, they don't. And... <laughs> Yes, <laughs> out of the way. Let me explain. Um, Cut to credits. Imagine, imagine that there is this green gem, like it's this mineral. It's green. You mm-hmm. can either have it as a necklace or as a ring or like hairband if that's your thing, earrings. And somebody decided that uh, if an employee employee has this gem on their body while working, they will work twice as good. <laughs> and I just want to say I'm wearing a green gemstone right yes, now. That's no. why you are as twice necklace. as good working right now. You got, um, you got, you got, you got by the big green gem. <laughs> yeah, indeed. And because they believe in this, they are gonna hire people who are wearing this green gem. And if for some reason they are successful, they make a lot of money. They are, they are gonna ask this person why are why do you think your company is very good and they are gonna say of course because of the green jam or like they are gonna say something completely else but some insider information will pop up even though he says these things it's the green jam and then other companies are gonna start doing the green jam thing and then green and then people are gonna be saying the parents are gonna be telling their children you know about this green jam thing maybe you should be wearing this green jam while going to job interviews. Too real. Too so they real. understand that you're a green gem understander and you are a better <laughs> employee. Or they are going to say, look, there are 1000 people applying for this job and this job is only for 10 people. Under those circumstances, even though we all agree that green gem is useless, <laughs> you should wear the green gem. Just in case. So that you would be picked out of 1000 people. Ooh. Oh my god. So, um, Elif, my, that's my first answer. Why you as an adult need to learn about coding in order to get high paying jobs is because coding is a green jam. And people think no matter what you do, because of, because of, I mean, over the past 20 or 30 years, people who understood computer ma- made a lot of money. But importantly, they weren't fishmongers who understood computers or like they weren't <laughs> Factory workers, blue collar yeah, people who yeah. work with a hammer who also know how to coding. These were the people who made money. But the coding people who did codes earned a lot of money. Yeah. And now uh, everybody in every business believes that coding is a green jam. And, they, and if they hire a person who can do coding, obviously the person who knows how to code is a smart, super great uh, person. Yeah. Yeah. So even if they are not actively coding, they are... So sorry, but like th- that sentence that you said, like knowing code is directly kind of indicates this person is smart. Yeah, that's yes, that's exactly because it's a green jam. And if you want to get hired, you need to wear a green jam to job interviews. Everybody knows this. <laughs> yeah. Or even if you uh, in the same workplace, if you are a person who gets hired and you have a green jam, you can negotiate a better salary because you can say, look. I have this green jam. I can go anywhere and find a job. So if you want me to stay here, you need to give me more money because of the green jam. Like 
Look at this other person. Look at Pamela who is working in the same place. She is garbage. She doesn't have green jam. <laughs> you should give me more money so that I would stay and do the same job because I can go somewhere else and earn more. Well, where is the breaking point then? I mean, um, how far this perception goes? Because from what you say, from what you say, even if it's not reality, like even if the coding is does not actually make you a better higher than the other person because the perception is that because the perception of green jam is there it actually does that like yeah, it yeah. actually gets you hired so where is the breaking point where this is gonna stop mm-hmm. being real by the way this is what happens with the politicians too they are saying we are gonna give all of your children green jams yeah yeah <laughs> so they will make more money or obviously green jam will be so inflated nobody <laughs> will care which is one of the possible breakpoints by the way okay Yeah. And you know, in uh, in Turkey, we had this perception when I was a kid. If you know English, you will be very successful yeah, in yeah, life. And yeah. now everybody yeah. knows English, so they are saying if you know English and a few other languages, you will be very successful. But yeah, yeah. I would like to, I would, I would like to interject there as someone who is in translation. Everybody knows English is not a correct statement about our country. <laughs> I mean, it is just that people don't. If you know English, you are just base level person. It's it's not yeah, a yeah, 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 yeah. It's more like pants, like just yeah. similar to how you should wear pants to work. You should know English to work. <laughs> But <laughs> um, let me tell you something else, though, because in order to understand the answer to your question, Binale, uh, where is the breaking point? We need to understand how this all started. And how this yeah. all started was in the 80s, there was this cool machine called a personal computer that you can use. And it had only a console that you can mm-hmm. write things into. And it essentially required you to code in order to use it all. Like you needed to yeah. understand yeah. coding to a certain extent in order to operate this machine. Obviously, we know that Apple exists. In fact, we talk about it in our show quite often. <laughs> <laughs> and because Apple exists, what they did was they thought this is silly. This machine... Uh, you don't have to know coding in order to operate this machine. This machine can be made in such a way that you can do the things you want to do without the coding part. Yeah. So they started developing the graphical user interfaces and they made all these different types of things that a common person would use without knowing anything to code. And they essentially made a different concept of a computer and it became something that everybody would own and everybody would be able to use regardless of whether they know computing or not. I mean, Mm-hmm. You guys are all using computers right now, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. While recording this um, episode, we are using these sound um, processing things to edit episode. We are, we have a website front kind of thing. We are doing RSS feeds. Like, do you have any idea how you would put an RSS feed to the internet without that middle guy? No way. <laughs> no. Nope. Not a, not even a clue. No way. But the middle guy does exist, and Binali. That's your answer. Um, coding is often a worthless thing to have because middle guy exists and middle yeah. guy is very easily available. Yeah. Like, obviously, if you know how to code, you can do everything that Microsoft Word can do with a console. Yeah. But you don't have to because Microsoft Word exists. And I am imagining one of the breakpoints is that everybody knows coding and something else becomes cool, possibly uh, something AI related. An alternative would be that um, unemployment decreases <laughs> so that you won't have to select people based on green jam. Any person would become valuable enough. UBI. UBI. Uh... Oh yeah, UBI is another way to 
make sure that uh, 1000 people don't apply for 10 person yeah, jobs yeah, yeah yeah people don't have to don't feel the push to learn things they don't need in order to make them a better job market person in order to survive um now that we kind of mentioned our previous episodes as well um the chat gpt thingy ai's writing code do you think at some point in the future can ai create like a whole new way of writing like a new language of coding <laughs> I am going to try to make this sound as friendly as I possibly can. <laughs> I hope the audience will appreciate this. Oh, no. Um, now I'm going to explain to you what coding is. Yes. Are you ready, Elif? So I'm going to change your life today. Okay. Um, <laughs> you see, um, what coding is, is essentially going back to Izel's um, cousin example. You know how Izel's cousin needed water and he used Izel <laughs> to get the water? Yes. <laughs> And Izel used an algorithm to get cousin the water. Yes. <laughs> so Izel isn't actually the algorithm. Izel is the computer. The uh, cousin is the computer programmer who programmed Izel to fetch him some water. <laughs> And uh, what this translates is you as a person in your job or in your life, you need to do things. Like you need to maybe calculate few values. Maybe you need to Uh, do a cartwheel that chooses Eurovision countries to pick in order to determine <laughs> the order of listening to them. Uh, stuff like that. Or you are trying to maybe schedule a meeting, um, that kind of things. And what one thing you can do is you can go and uh, talk to everyone and use a pen and paper and do stuff like that. Or you can persuade a computer to do that for you. That's coding. So you have a job that you need to do. You have a thing that you need to do. And one way of doing it is getting help from a computer. And that's what you do with coding. Coding is your way of persuading a computer to do your job for you. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, depending on what kind of job you are trying to do. Like if you are trying to um, calculate a large number of like large amount of numbers, computer is going to do it better than you. If you are trying, if you have three pictures and you are trying to determine which one has a dog in it, <laughs> you are better at it than computer. Like it would be less, more efficient for you to just do it. Usually, um, simple repetitive tasks are easily done by computer. Repetition is a computer's greatest strength. Computer can do same thing multiple times much easier than you can with similar quality. But that's what coding is. It's it's a way to persuade a computer to do your work for you. Um, I just want to give a an anecdotal code quickly. It was about my friend's roommate who was looking for a new room in Berlin. And the market is really flat, like really, I don't know how to phrase it. It's just really bad at this point. It's almost impossible to find a new place. And he used a computer. I think two episodes ago. We talked yeah, <laughs> yeah. He used a computer to, he automized everything. So what happened basically from this two website he was getting all the new leases and new places and the computer was able to understand what was the demands and then it was just giving the classical answer that he always did it himself automatically and this way he was able to apply like hundreds of room or houses <laughs> And and at some point he noticed that he was applying too much, so he created this like 
red ones, yellow ones, and green ones. So depending on the type of house that was on the market, he was also categorizing them so that the computer won't apply to the red ones per se, because it was out of the budget or not in the place that he wanted to live and sort. Um, so even while you were explaining to me, I was thinking right now, almost everybody uses computer. And does that mean then we need to learn coding to make our lives quite like a little bit easier so that we can talk with the computer and make things automated like this guy is doing with his life? No, what I'm essentially saying is if you are trying to use a computer to do something and if a large number of people are trying to do it at the same time, somebody is going to come up with a way that makes it easier yeah. for you without any coding. Yeah, I mean, think of like the whole business of the whole business of Internet uh, websites yeah, yeah. and mobile applications is things that a large a number of people would want and would be willing to pay for that they would be too lazy to code themselves. I mean, think of like website creation websites. Yeah. You mm. don't now, nowadays you don't go and learn coding to make a website. You go to a website creation website to make it from there. So it's like that. But I think the most important question about coding and AI is will AI one day will be able to binally code? Yeah, 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 exactly. That was the main question that I was trying to ask at the beginning. Can <laughs> AI create its own way of writing a code? Did we explain what Binali meant? We should, yeah. But so Elif, your answer is yes. Uh, AI will one day take over most of the coding because most of the coding is just you like in a, in a computer language like Python, for instance, there is a way to tell a computer how to fetch the information from a website. And in ChatGPT, there is a way to tell a computer to fetch information from a website. (laughs) So obviously they are doing the same thing. And I mean, people won't use AI to write codes that does the thing they want. People are going to use AI to do the things that they would otherwise be using coding for. Got it. So it's like, Horses won't pull cars. Cars will be the horses. But we will still say horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And by the way, uh, doing a binali is when you don't know how to do something uh, using the necessary computing, uh, computer language information functions, you do it in a way that would still work, but would be very messy. In the particular example, What Binali didn't know was for loops and how to do a loop. Uh, and the problem was to look at numbers and if they are prime numbers, do something. And if they are not prime numbers, do something else. I think it was even or odd. So actually. he wrote a um, if condition tree that says if the number is one, do this. If the number is two, do other thing and so on for 100 values. <laughs> yeah, and I got a, and I got a hundred. So you know what? Yeah, because I mean, it works. You, uh, the other thing makes it look neater. But if you know that you are only gonna get numbers from one to one hundred, yeah, yeah, yeah. That problem yeah. too. That uh, method too produces the exact same result. And at <laughs> that point, it doesn't matter. It's in the box. When something is in the box and is working, nobody needs to look at what's inside the box. The spaghetti code, right? 
spaghetti code is something else, mm-hmm. but uh, like, well, it's not spaghetti code, but yes, spaghetti code is similar. It's in the box, so it doesn't matter type of thing. <laughs> cool, cool. I will quickly just look into LinkedIn courses to see if I can learn coding. 